In this episode, I'll be talking with Krista Morris from Clay Dust Studio, discussing imposter syndrome, which can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persists despite evident success. It's time to get batty, bitches! Hello? It's working! Yay, it's working! Sounds awesome. That was, like, so painless. I know, I'm so glad it's working now. <laughs> For everybody else who's listening, we tried this about two weeks ago, and my app wasn't working, and it took us an hour to try to figure it out. Even after that, we just still couldn't get to work. <laughs> so, very yeah. happy it's working mm-hmm. now. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so... Hello, Krista. Hi, Brooke. Long time no <laughs> chat. Yeah, like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you would be so kind, can you please describe who your artwork for us and your background, if you want to get into your background, what medium your art is? Yeah. Uh, all, all that shits and giggles. Okay. Um. So let's see. I originally started doing ceramics in high school and I never really took it seriously. I was just having fun, kind of like how everybody does when they first start ceramics. And then um, I went to college and I really just couldn't decide on what I wanted to do and nothing was really speaking to me. So that's when I kind of circled back and I said, okay, I really had a lot of fun doing ceramics. So I decided I was going to go to college for it, and that was in 2015, and I graduated in 2019, and then started my business as a full-time potter right before the pandemic in 2020. I went full-time, so it has been definitely not what I expected, but it's been a, a good experience overall. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went full-time in 2019, and I had no idea the pandemic was about to happen. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Nobody <laughs> was expecting that. No. Yeah. So, so what, are you, what are you doing now? Um, now I mainly work in small batches, so I do usually monthly restocks sometimes it's more like four to six weeks depending on how large the batch is that I'm doing and it just depends on how much I can fit in my kiln really because I kind of have a smaller kiln so if I do two batches it's probably going to take six weeks and um, I'm mainly doing small pieces so and they're functional so mugs planters um, jewelry trays, things like that. So this episode is all about imposter syndrome. And as artists, we compare ourselves to others because it's a world full of artists these days. There's so many people trying to do the same exact thing. And it can get very flustering. Yes. So I want to know, Krista... Do you ever mm-hmm. have imposter syndrome? And when do you feel it the most? 
Um, so I would say I experienced imposter syndrome early on in my ceramics career because I was on social media. I knew of all these uh, quote unquote have made it in the ceramics world. So, you know, those big people on Instagram or, you know, yeah, who have a lot of followers, but even though you have a lot of followers, you still have all the same feelings as everybody else. Right. Yeah. So those people, I don't know, it's kind of intimidating, like thinking those people, you know, they started way earlier than you. And you're always thinking, is there enough room? in this world for me and for my work and what do I have to bring to the table because all these other people are so amazing and your brain kind of gets clogged with all of their work and their ideas and you're trying to be unique and different and you're trying not to step on anyone's toes who came before you so it can be very intimidating and I definitely struggled with that in the beginning not so much now but when I was trying to find my voice as an artist, I was definitely experiencing imposter syndrome. Yeah, same, same. I would compare myself to those big accounts on Instagram and yep. just think to myself, like, man, am I ever going to get to where they are? Or yeah. am I always going to be where I am now? But it takes time. And if you are if your work is different than everybody else's, then surely you're going to get eyes on your work. People are going to enjoy it because it's different. Mm-hmm. And you just got to believe in yourself. Like, yeah, that's the biggest thing. If you persevere through all of your negativity in your own mind and just push forward, there's only one way to go and that's up. Yeah, exactly. When you're starting from ground zero like I started with 300 something followers and I (laughs) I was so little at the beginning of 2020 because I had no cohesive anything to my work nothing was cohesive so I didn't know what I was doing I was floundering around trying to pick between all these different styles and just zero in on something and go for it and I did and by the end of 2020 I think I had like almost 20,000 followers. That's amazing. Yeah, it was, it's crazy looking back. Like that's, that's a great way to deal with imposter syndrome is look back at your old work, look back where you started and you will see growth. You'll always see growth and you'll be proud of where you are. Definitely. Yeah. We can all look back on our first pots and be like, ew. Did oh, I yeah. make that? <laughs> yeah. It's like even more apparent in ceramics because nobody is good when they first start. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I still have <laughs> a few pieces that I I first started out with. And Benny uses it all the time. And he loves it. <laughs> yeah. Like, good for you. Because you're the only one who likes it. <laughs> yeah. Mine are all like pencil holders and stuff. Yeah. They're like they're weapons they're so heavy <laughs> yeah so when I um have imposter syndrome same I when I first started out comparing myself to others but now 
I kind of still do compare myself to others, but in a way that work ethic wise, like I always feel like I'm not doing enough Mm -hmm. and pushing out enough work. And I'm trying to tell myself like, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. And if your work is up on the quality standards, then it shouldn't matter how many pieces you're making as long as you're still creating. Right. Yeah. That's, that's definitely something I've struggled with because you see all these people who are basically doing production pottery and somehow still glazing amazing, like just crazy detailed work. And you're like, how come I can't do it that quickly? And it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel like you're, you're always comparing your quantity to how much they're doing because you see their story and Mm -hmm. it's, it, it really wears on you. And then like you said, you kind of have to bring it back and be like, okay, but is my work a little higher quality? Or maybe like I spend more time doing this one thing like trimming or finessing my handle whatever like the hours that you put in definitely shows yeah and everyone's process is different we're not saying that this person doesn't have as good as quality of a piece than our work it's just our processes are different we we're not in the studio with those other people so we have no idea what's going on in their head I bet they feel the same way they're probably like oh my god I'm not putting out enough work I'm not making this stuff fast enough and blah 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 yeah. and we're like oh I want to be like them like they're doing so good <laughs> yeah everybody's just pointing at each other like that one spider-man yeah. meme where they're all just pointing <laughs> at each other in a square or in a triangle <laughs> yeah pretty much that's yeah. what it is yeah Yeah. that's it Mm -hmm. so how do you combat all this pressure that you have like is it because we have a high reputation as artists on Instagram or in general as full-time artists like how how do you get around your imposter syndrome um I think the biggest thing for me getting around it or kind of overcoming it was finding a community like through Instagram mainly finding a community of people who support you and just making friends with people and realizing that nobody's in this alone um when I open Instagram and I haven't talked to people in a while, like my my friends on Instagram, I feel sort of out of the loop or um, when I haven't talked to them in a while. But when I do talk to them or I'm in conversations with all these people, there's just this sense of uh, companionship and support that you get and I don't know. It just, it feels less lonely. Like when I open Instagram, I feel happy to be surrounded by so many wonderful people that I'm friends with, like you, Brooke. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm always happy to talk to everyone and bounce around ideas, ask advice. Um, yeah, definitely. It feels yeah. like a big, warm community. I mean, yeah, you get a few people who are like negative but on the overall look of it it's very welcoming 
it's like a big friendly family of artists who mm-hmm. we're all thinking the same thing. We're all trying to do our own thing at the same time. And we bounce ideas off each other. We ask each other our their opinions. And I think without that community, we would struggle a lot. Yeah. Yeah, which I definitely feel like I struggled in the beginning when I didn't know anyone. I just felt like this small fish in this huge sea of people who probably were already friends with each other. And, you know, you don't really know how to kind of put yourself into the community, but just start reaching out to people. Oh, yeah. Comment on their work, message them, ask them things like don't ask them their techniques. (laughs) I'm not saying that. (laughs) Don't ask me my blaze combo that I've tried two years to perfect. <laughs> right. That's yeah, okay. Don't... I'll tell you a few secrets. Yeah. Um... No, I, I completely agree. Like the best way to gain confidence in your work and comfortability on Instagram is to make friends, to really yeah. reach out in that community that you're striving to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Like I remember before I got like, I don't know, maybe a thousand followers, maybe, I don't know, from a thousand to three thousand followers, like that time period before I was full time, I kept saying like, I want to be part of this community so bad. I want my voice to be heard. Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of, I want to be friends with these people because they just seem so cool and so awesome. And I want to learn from them and I want to teach them things at the same time. And when I got my foot in the door and when people started noticing my niche, my painted mugs, I was like, Oh my God, thank goodness. I'm in in the loop. Hello. Right. Yeah. It was a great confidence boost. And I felt like, I could really do this like these I consider you and so many other people that I'm friends with on Instagram like my real friends like I I don't see you guys in person but I talk about you all the time to my family and and Benny and I'm like oh this is what Krista's doing this is what Cheryl's up to like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah I do that too I'm like you know this person and Aaron is always just like, yes, I know that person. I'm like, oh, wait, I talk about them a lot, don't I? <laughs> yeah, Ben is like, so Krista's the person that does these mugs, not this person. <laughs> he gets a little confused because we have so many mugs. <laughs> yep, yep. It gets hard. <laughs> yeah. So do you think that because you have such a large following on Instagram, do you think that plays a part in your imposter syndrome? Like, you're trying to keep your reputation uh yes and no I think I I have a sense of relief almost like a weight off my shoulders now that I've put in a ton of work I've gotten followers and like I have this foundation underneath me so I feel like I can almost breathe easier now where like in 2020, I was really working hard on figuring out the algorithm, like all these little things that I don't know if most people really care about, like researching stuff like that. But I was super interested. I've always been interested in business marketing and stuff. So I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? Like, this is my full time job. 
Um, I have a ton of pressure from my family and just like peers around me. I want to be able to succeed. So that kind of played into my imposter syndrome as well. Just knowing that I have sort of eyeballs on me and I'm like trying to not impress people, but just like make my, my work valid because in the past it hasn't been valid to people in my life. So, um, yeah, I feel like I have this foundation where I can breathe easier and I don't have to worry so much about posting like three or four times a week, making content all the time because I know I have people there that are supporting me and they know what I'm up to because I usually have updates somehow. And I don't know, it, it just feels like now that I've reached a certain point, I... I don't really feel as much pressure personally. Yeah, that's great. I, yeah. <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> I kind of feel the same way. Like I have less pressure because I'm already in the ceramics arts community on Instagram. I have gained this following organically and I feel very confident in that. And it definitely gives us a boost. But then again, mm -hmm. having that many followers can hinder our work ethic. It hinders mine because I feel like I have to produce so much work for these people. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm not working for myself anymore. I'm working for them. And I yeah. don't want to think that way anymore. And I'm doubting my ability to push out all this work at in these like three weeks and it's just so frustrating and it's hard and I'm trying to overcome that and I do create the work specifically for myself I mean I change my collections every month like screw you I don't want to do owls anymore <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I've seen you so, in the comments say like no, I'm moving on from that, but it might come back in the future. And I'm like, go Brooke, like, just tell them how it is. This is how you work. Yeah, if I did owls again, I'd probably cry the entire time <laughs> I'd be painting them. I'd be like, why did I do this? You've been traumatized. Yeah, I have been. <laughs> the kiln gods wronged you. Oh, no. Speaking of kilns, I do have to uh, sand down my shelves, which I'm putting off. <laughs> I, I don't know. I hate doing that, too. Well, it's going to be a lot of work. And I have to do it outside, and it's so freaking cold out. Like, I, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think having a big following definitely takes that weight off of our shoulders. But then again, it puts a little bit more pressure on us. I mean, for me, I feel like I have to give these people what they want. Like, I gotta put out these nice photos. I should be making funny reels for them. But really, I'm like, I don't necessarily have to do any of that. Yeah. Because in the long run, I got my newsletter. I got a lot of people on my newsletter and if Instagram just falls off the internet altogether, then I have that to fall back on. My newsletter is what will bring the people to my website. Mm -hmm. So if you're not part of my newsletter, I'm just <laughs> going on my website and getting on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's a huge thing 
that I've struggled with not not in the sense of feeling like more pressure with more followers in like a negative way it's more like yeah I feel pressure by not being able to make enough work I don't know if that's imposter syndrome necessarily um I think it's more of like the doubting ourselves to produce a certain amount of work like always in our heads about it like Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm gonna reach 60 pieces this month I'm gonna just reach 40 and then I'm gonna feel crappy when I'm loading my kiln and there's so much space in there for all that other work that I never produced so it's it's constantly building, but then once we sell our work, it's like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I think that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, the most heartbreaking thing is when you get just flooded with comments or DMs about, I had it in my cart. I was so close. Oh why, why didn't I get it? Why can't you make more work? Yeah. I understand the frustration because I've been there with other artists' restocks and I can't oh, yeah. get anything. But with when you're one person, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's it's so hard. And yeah. I think most of the people who send messages like that don't understand how much pressure we're under to try and create as much work as humanly possible, like trying not to be a machine. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they we just, are not they don't robots. Understand. Yeah. We are not robots. <laughs> I do not have extra limbs. I wish I, I was a robot. Yeah, right. I wish I had a few extra arms. Maybe I'd be able to fill the kiln. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But no, definitely those messages from potential customers complaining to us that they couldn't get their piece or like that lady that messaged me that beautiful message on Facebook about how she'll never participate in one of my restocks and that she'll participate in other talented artist restocks oh because she couldn't get a piece. Like, boo, freaking who? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I don't control your Wi-Fi. I don't yeah. control the website, how fast it goes. Like, these are those little things that we have no control over. I am so grateful that you wanted to buy a piece from me, mm-hmm. but maybe you should have not messaged me that because it made me feel like shit and then wait a few months and try again. Like there's yeah. options. <laughs> yeah. Like I, as many negative comments you get like that or messages, there's always so many more people that are like, I'm so sad I missed it, but I will keep trying. Like those people yeah. who are so positive and know that they will get a chance to get a piece eventually. Like I am so happy to have those messages because yeah, they make us happy. They do. They make us want to continue what we're doing right. and try to make better work in the future and make things better for them, for their experience buying online like there's not much we can do differently but we can surely try (laughs) yeah yeah and sometimes it takes a few tries to get a piece that you wanted 
Oh, yeah, definitely. It took me years to score my La Viva Verde cup. And when I did score it, my jaw hit the floor. And <laughs> I was like, you'll have no idea what I just bought. And Benny <laughs> was so happy. He hugged me. And I was like, I feel so accomplished. <laughs> I'm jealous you have one of her pieces. Oh, it's They're beautiful. so nice. Yeah, she's great. She's so nice, too, as a person. She's She's all around perfect. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's one thing that's kind of scary as well is those people in my own mind, I don't even attempt to get a piece from them because I know how hard it will be and how much just chance goes into it. So then I worry about that with my own work because you don't have as small of a following anymore and yeah. you don't want to scare away people. But it's like, what are you what what are you supposed to do? I don't know what we're supposed to do. Oh, it's it's a pickle. Um, I guess we just gotta continue going forward and do as much as we can for yeah. our customers and for ourselves. I mean, like we already said, we're not machines. We we cannot produce like thousands of pieces each month, even though we really want to. I mean, we're we're one person. Come on, yeah. <laughs> but they just have to realize that. And like you said, we have majority of positive customers saying like, oh, I'm going to try again next time. I'm so excited. I love this work and all that stuff. And that keeps us going. So I think we just got to keep on moving on. Like, yeah, do what you're doing because it's working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that's the best and, thing about it what you're doing is working yeah and that's one thing any smaller artists listening to this can take from us is that if you don't sell out like that's fine and if you do sell out that's great and you can sell out when you have um I don't know 500 followers a thousand oh, yeah. followers like as long as you are in your own mind, successful, like whatever you define as success, it doesn't matter what the other people are doing. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. I don't know. I just think it's selling out is not something you should be worried about. If you are able to support yourself with your work, that is amazing. Yes. Yeah, completely agree. I always tell people who couldn't get a piece I'm like you know what sometimes I wish they didn't sell out so fast so you would have been able to get a piece and selling out so fast makes me worry about my website glitching Mm -hmm. or now I have to package 50 boxes tomorrow (laughs) like yeah like it's a lot for us too it's great it's it's amazing how fast our work can sell because of that support we can get and the confidence mm-hmm. boost from it. But it's really not that important. As long as your work is selling, that's the ticket. Like mm-hmm. you can do a website restock and have that work sit there for months. And then you can go to a vendor show and sell all of that work. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. As long as you're selling, that's the and having a great time producing the work. That's that's very important. Yeah. I kind of miss the old days when I was on Etsy and you just kind of had an inventory sitting there and you would 
be going about your day doing whatever and then you'd hear cha-ching and you're like yeah. oh my god I just made a sale like those were such happy times yeah it feels like success every time you get just one little sale here and there and oh, yeah. the, doing restocks can be so stressful it like, is I'll be shaking slightly beforehand yeah, me too sweating yeah. <laughs> like yeah. be having to sit close to the bathroom just in case <laughs> yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I'm there with you I I actually really like having pieces left in my shop just mm-hmm. so it doesn't say sold out mm-hmm. yeah. like just just for those people who miss the restock date and time and then they come back days later and they're like oh she still has a few pieces yes like that's a little extra like positive thing to think about like you don't have to sell out as long as your work is selling it's cool Mm -hmm. yeah I totally agree now do you think that Pricing our work appropriately and confidently can affect your imposter syndrome. Like, do you feel like you doubt your prices in your work? Because I definitely do. Uh, yeah, that was that has always been huge for me. Um, I struggle with pricing so much. Like, no matter how far I am, like right now, if I start pricing work, I'll start asking everybody, like all my friends, my siblings just people who have known my process through this whole thing, I'll be like, is this too much? Is this too little? Like, how do you gauge a price when, I don't know, it's like you're looking at other people's prices as well, trying to gauge your work. And after all the time you put into everything, every little aspect of your process, right? Like from going to buy supplies at the store all the way down to driving to the post office to drop everything off. Every little piece is a chunk of time that's going Mm -hmm. into the labor of making handmade work. So that, I always struggle with it. I'm always kind of debating on going back to more simplistic work so I can lower my prices. Yeah, I think it's a very smart idea to have a variety of work mm-hmm. to sell in different price ranges, just for the people who can't afford like a $100 mug. Like I completely understand. I don't want to have to give up $100 for a mug sometimes. But then yeah. again, I completely understand why I want to because it's handmade. And there's so much love and passion put into that piece. And that's why that's a part of why I want that piece like this person put so much attention and detail into this work their soul is in this piece of work I want that piece I want to feel their soul <laughs> that's yeah. kind of creepy <laughs> but I completely agree like when I'm when I sit down after I sand my mugs I have them all laid out on the counter so I can see every single one of them And I put the painted mugs in a line. I put the simple mugs in a line, the bowls, like everything in their price brackets. Mm -hmm. And then I go from there and I'm like, all right, this is what I priced this kind of mug last month. Let's stick with that one. 
that price, if I think that I've improved a bit, then I might put an extra two or five dollars on it. Or if the glaze is so much better than the other pieces, I will put five dollars extra on. And I tell Benny, I'm like, I ask him, what do you think this should be sold for? And he's like, oh, I don't know, like $200. I'm like, what the hell? No. <laughs> like, what are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. He's not very helpful in that category. He's always like hiking it. And I'm like, oh, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, you Sorry. are um you're using your mugs as a canvas and you're I don't know I would call you a professional painter you went to school oh. for it so Thank you. <laughs> yeah your work <laughs> is amazing oh stop so yours <laughs> I still need one of those dream dreamer uh, yeah. daydreamer mugs <laughs> no, I need to make more I'm in the process but um yeah I consider your work like a fun definitely a functional piece of fine art because you're getting something that you can use you can hold and touch and I don't know it's a whole different experience like yeah you can put a painting on your wall but I don't know it's better to me when you can actually hold this thing and use yeah. it every day if you want to and just exactly. look at it admire it and yeah I think that's you what I'm like Sorry, that's one of my biggest reasons why I paint on my pottery. Like, my pottery is my passion, and my paint, my painting is my knowledge and my craft. And when I put the two together, it's like, well, bam, like, that's me on a mug. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm feeling in that moment. And I think that's really special because when you don't, when you're not passionate in your work, it'll show. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you're not passionate in something and you're doubting yourself so much and it's just not going to go right, you're going to mess it up. You're going to, you're going to doubt it even more when you're done with it because it's not what you wanted it to be in the first place. Yeah. I think that's, that definitely comes along with, your confidence in your work, making your best work will help you combat imposter syndrome. Because if you can look at a piece of your work that you made and you are insanely proud of it, I don't think any like imposter syndrome is going to have any place in your mind when you're looking at a piece of work and you're like, damn, I want to own this, but I'm going <laughs> to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that one, my favorite owl mug in my last batch, I was like, oh my God. I can't believe I made that. Like, yeah. you look at your hands and you're like, this is, these aren't my hands. <laughs> yeah. Did I really do that? Yeah. And then all that self-doubt, all that criticism in your own mind just drifts away. But mm -hmm. then it comes back when you try to create more work as good as that one piece and it right. doesn't work out and that's what I have trouble with because whenever I sit down to start painting my imposter syndrome just comes out of me it floods out of every hole in my face <laughs> and I'm like oh my god will you just paint this already 
Like, I'm constantly thinking, like, oh, you have to be as good as your last batch of work. Like, you have to make this amazing to post a picture of it on your Instagram to get X amount of likes. And then you'll get X amount of followers from people sharing it. Mm -hmm. And all of those little things go on in my mind right before I start painting it. But I just have to relax and breathe and look out the window and be like, that's not that important. I want to do this for myself. I want to feel like the paint is flowing through my veins onto this canvas, my clay canvas. <laughs> and I don't want to have to worry about Instagram and other people. Well, it's just a bad back and forth all the time. And it's really hard to get past it. But if we sit down with ourselves and just say, you're doing this for you and nobody else. And you love to do this. So don't worry about what other people think about your work, about your work ethic. Just do it. And I think if we have that mindset and everything, then we'll be living our life to the fullest. Yeah. And you are your own worst critic because 99% of the time, nobody else can tell uh, you're like your best piece in your mind to your worst piece. Like whenever you say, oh, I don't like this one that much on your stories or whatever, I'm like, why? It looks amazing. They all look just, they're all on an equal plane to most people's eyes, I would say. You are the one judging your work and most people would just be happy to have a piece of yours. I appreciate that so much. (laughs) Because I look at, like, my goal every month is to have at least 12 painted mugs. Last month I only got to nine because my mugs dried out too fast and I hate painting on bone dry work. Yeah. And I'm always looking at them like, ooh, that one's not good and then the one I really like I'm like damn (laughs) (laughs) and you can see that in my pricing too like the ones I don't like as much as the better ones are like $20 less but do you think you should price lower like that because you're probably spending the same amount of time I am spending the same amount of time but I'm just not confident in those pieces (laughs) No, you have to be confident. I know. I'm confident. Yeah, but then again, it kind of tells my customers, like, oh, she thinks this one's the best, so I want that one more. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. I think, on the other hand, it also tells them, oh, this one is bad or worse for some reason. When it's really not. That's a good point. Yeah. So it might it might mess with people's perception of what they're getting or thinking they're getting a lesser piece because it's price lower. So I don't know. You're right. You're so right. See, this is why I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> to Talk to your me. friends, people. Talk to your friends. <laughs> yeah. That is a great point. I never looked at it that way because I was always judging my own work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great point. But I still think it's good to increase the price of your favorite one just a little. I mean, look at, I I got this idea from Hammerly Ceramics. He would have his wife 
pick her favorites and those would be more money. So I always pick my favorite and I always tack on an extra like five, ten dollars on my favorite one. Just because yeah. why not, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I've been doing that with Benny's favorite one also. Like usually his favorite one is also my second favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, why not do that? I mean, there's no hurt in that. I don't think it's a negative thing to increase your price just a little bit on your favorite one. Mm-hmm. It makes mm-hmm. me feel better about saying goodbye to it, too. Yeah, because you put so much energy into that mug. Yeah, definitely. So, on the track of my painted mugs, my biggest imposter syndrome that I have with my ceramics is the fact that I don't feel like a ceramicist sometimes. I don't feel like a potter. I'm a painter. That's what I went to college for. That's what I've done almost my whole life is painting. And I've only been doing pottery since fall of 2016. And I know that I have so much more to learn, so much more technique to grow on. I'm always thinking like, oh, I'm putting this very expensive mug out there but I don't feel like it's my best and I'm always doubting my ability to be a potter like I don't I don't know I'm trying to get past that do you have any advice for me (laughs) um I don't know. That's that's really a unique situation to you. And I know other people who have went to school for something completely different and then they get into ceramics and they fall in love with it. They quit their day job just to do ceramics. So I don't know if I'm the best person to speak to on that situation. Um, but I think just with time, with time, you're going to just keep gaining more confidence in yourself and your work, your technique. Your mugs will only get better with time. Um, like your your tall moth mugs from last year, I was like, oh my god, I love this mug shape. So <laughs> I didn't see any, like nobody would know that you didn't go to school for pottery. I was very inspired by that Stein shape from Mad Ceramics, Maddie. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, Yeah, I I messaged her and I was like, I love this shape. I have to try it. Mm -hmm. It was a struggle because it was a shape that I usually don't do, but I learned a lot from it. Yeah. And it just made me feel more confident in that collection was my favorite collection I've done so far. Yeah, I, just I think love, that's my favorite too. Yeah, I love moths in general, butterflies, like mm-hmm. <laughs> things that fly with wings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I think you're yeah that's right I just gotta keep going and it'll come with time and eventually I'll just be a potter who paints you are a potter yeah I I gotta slap myself a little bit and tell me (laughs) get my shit together (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, you're as much as a potter as anybody. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. I'm trying. I love pottery. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell with your work. You are a true potter. I mean, some people start selling their work a year after they started throwing pottery. So I don't know. I started right when I was doing it. I did a vendor show at college and I sold most of my first works I ever made. And I was like, wow. You want that? That was a sign. (laughs) Yeah. I just got to believe in myself more. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a surreal feeling though, being full time and thinking, is this real life? Like, am I really full-time artist right now? I'm really doing this. I'm doing what I love and my passion and it's fulfilling my life. Sometimes it's like, oh, I got to wake up at 5 a.m. to go to my retail job. And then you wake up and you're like, no, I'm staying (laughs) home. I'm a full-time artist. (laughs) Yeah, I know. There's nothing better than working from home on your own time, not being under somebody. But then again, it does have its negatives because you always want to sit in front of that TV (laughs) or you lay in bed for too long. Yeah, (laughs) you need to have discipline. Yeah, you have to have a schedule. If if you're not good with time management, you're going to struggle a lot being Mm full-time. That's the one thing my ceramics uh, teacher in college told me when I asked him right before I was graduating what is like the best advice he could give me going forward as a functional ceramic artist and he said keep a schedule and hold yourself Mm -hmm. accountable to that schedule yep definitely which I am still working on and aren't we all (laughs) I struggle with that sometimes yeah yeah so do I I have a composition notebook that I've had this book since high school And I turn it into my calendar book for work and I write down what I'm doing on that specific day and I give myself time off and sometimes it doesn't play out and I have to cross it out and rewrite in new stuff, (laughs) but I'm trying. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, most of the time, I do what I write down. So it's working. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, just gotta wake up earlier in the morning and get to work (laughs) right yeah waking up is the worst part for me I think it's because we're tourists yes sleeping Mm -hmm. I love sleep (laughs) (laughs) if sleep could be a guilty pleasure that's our guilty pleasure (laughs) yes I I always say like it's like a drug to me that is my drug of choice, sleep. Sleep is a disease. <laughs> I agree. Yep. So, what's again on my list? Um, let's talk about raising our prices from for supply and demand. I know we talked about a little bit about raising our prices, mm-hmm. just in general, and pricing our work, but. And having that confidence boost to do it, I think it's really important to give ourselves bonuses. We can call them bonuses, even though they're not really 
bonuses, you're just increasing your work a little bit from your prices a little bit just because you're more confident in that work. You have supply and demand for your work. You're doing a lot of stuff at the same time, like you're doing online restocks, you're doing vendor shows, you've got wholesale, you've got consignment shop. Like if you have all these things going on and you're not breaking even, increase your prices. Like it's not worth it to go through all of that trouble and all that headache for nothing. Mm-hmm. And we are all like we're solo artists like solo business owners most of us are and we don't have those uh what do they call like structures put in for our business that give us bonuses after an x amount of time so we have to implement those ourselves so it's very important for us to notice those times within our business span of when to give ourselves bonuses when to increase our prices a little bit be more confident in what you're putting out into the world because it'll be worth it in the long run for you and for your business to grow yeah i i agree i never thought about bonuses in a job like this but it's definitely something to think about with raising prices as you your work grows, it gets better. It can only get better, in my opinion. The longer you're doing it, the more of a professional you are. And you are a professional if you're doing this full time and you're successful. Um, It doesn't matter how many followers you have. It doesn't matter how many comments or likes you get because the algorithm is out of your control, honestly. Yeah, it's forever. We could Forever changing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it really does. It messes with your mind. and It does. It, it makes you feel like, even me now, I haven't posted in very long consistently because I've been so busy with my pre-orders. And I've noticed I haven't been getting as much engagement. And it almost makes you second guess yourself which is imposter syndrome and thinking, what am I doing wrong? Am I actually successful? Is my work worth it? Do people care anymore? So mm-hmm. it just messes with you. Yeah, it definitely messes with me also. I always think right before I post something, I'm like, oh man, is this even going to reach people? Like, Am I going to get mm-hmm. engagement on this? Was this even worth it for me to take these x amount of minutes on this one stupid reel (laughs) right like it's it's a toss-up you never know what's gonna happen and i try to look at my insights my analytics on instagram and sometimes it just never falls into that category like of what it's telling me to do Mm -hmm. like it's really random yeah so so another thing to give yourself the validation of how like getting those likes and those comments and that those eyes on your work, like even if it's coming from outside of social media, like at vendor shows or at galleries, 
creating and finding that confidence in yourself is the most important. Like, I don't think it really matters. I mean, it, it matters in one way because Instagram was first all about the beautiful photography and now it's all about making videos. And I don't think that we should be so uptight about posting anymore. Like, if you have the work to show, then just show it. Like, who cares how pretty your photos are, or if it's a video, or if it's not a video? Like, at least you're putting it out there for people to see. That's what's more important. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't get eyes on your work if you're not letting anybody see it. Yeah, exactly. Like, how are you, yeah, how are you going to become successful if you're just hoarding all your work? (laughs) Yeah. And I've done that with certain people where I'm trying, I know they posted something on their story and I want to see it closer in a photo or, or a video or whatever. And I can't find any mention of it anywhere. And I'm like, why didn't they post this thing? Like, it was amazing. And then I look yeah. at myself and I'm like, wait, I'm doing the same thing. I'm not putting <laughs> myself out there and posting all the things that people want to see. They want to see... I don't know, more relatable stuff, more down-to-earth things that are not so clean and Mm -hmm. polished looking for your feed, which I'm, like, going to slowly try and get more into because we're kind of moving into video content on Instagram. So it's, like, you just kind of have to adapt with whatever's going on on your specific platform that you're using. Yeah, and I think the imposter syndrome can also fall under our confidence category of our self-esteem, especially the fact that Instagram is now majority videos. Mm -hmm. I think we need to step out of our comfort zones. And in one way, it's so healthy to do that. And then in another way, it's kind of negative because you're scared. You don't know how people are going to react to you. But then that bounces back who freaking cares Mm -hmm. like the only person who's gonna care majority is yourself so you need to step take a step back and let other people give a pat on your back because that's gonna help you be more confident in the future and anything you do your work your videos your social life like it's so important to get out of your comfort zone especially right now because of covid we're all locked up in our houses we need that outlet we need that social outlet to get people back into our lives (laughs) i mean i know i do (laughs) yeah same here (laughs) yeah i think we definitely as artists we are our own worst critic in every aspect of our lives like I have low self-esteem like it definitely comes out when I take a video of myself and I'm like oh I didn't like that so I delete it and then I do it like 10 times and I'm like why didn't you just stick with the first one (laughs) yeah right and people don't care they just want to see your authentic self definitely it's always us worrying too much about is it good enough? Do we look good enough? Or I don't know, just because, you know, there's people out there who, I don't know, you know, those people on TikTok who are like, 
very clearly taking a video to show their body while they're doing pottery and yeah i don't like that no it feels kind of kind of weird yeah and i mean some of those people are they have some decent work but it almost seems like i don't know maybe maybe it's not an issue i don't know how i feel about it like they can get whatever followers or views i don't know i'm torn It's disingenuous when those videos are mostly about the person's body. Like, kudos Mm -hmm. to you. You got a six-pack. You got some muscles. You're (laughs) you're looking great. But if I'm following your pottery account, I want to see your work, and and I don't really want to see you shirtless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then again, people will follow that account just for that reason and that's if they want to surround themselves with that let them yeah it's kind of like it's almost like they're sexualizing pottery in a way and i I mean a few of the processes like pulling handles is a a little sexualized (laughs) i mean that was the that was the running joke when i was in college when i was learning how to pull handles our professors were like, you got to give this clay a hand job. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't know. Those, But the people who blow up like that, and, you know, they're like a thirst trap. Mainly the guys who are shirtless and everything or have their, you know, veiny hands and arms. You're like, oh, I don't know if oh. I want that but it makes you feel like should I be doing that no should I be doing something like just to get I don't know more success because TikTok is based on you know showing off your body I feel like yeah I think it's very the look Mm -hmm. the aesthetic look of a person because you're showing up yourself i mean i get that we want to feel confident in ourselves we want to look a certain way but if your account is mostly about your artwork then you shouldn't have to care about what you look like in that specific time like when i posted those videos of my my glaze drips on my kiln shelves and me breaking my work I was in sweatpants and a sweatshirt and my hair was a complete mess and I still showed my face. So, <laughs> and people loved it. They yeah. loved it. It just feels authentic. Yeah, it was. It was truly glazing gremlin. Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> That's my normal outfit too. Sweatpants, sweatshirt. Yeah, why not? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think showing your authentic self and not putting a filter on. I mean, I put filters on just because I can, but I'm not <laughs> doing it to show off. It's more of for myself. Like, I, mm-hmm. I want to, that little tiny boost of confidence is okay to have yeah. for the filters, but majority of the time people could care less about what you look like as long as you are your authentic self you are passionate you're personable they want to relate to you as a person and not just 
a production craftsman. Mm-hmm. Like they want to know who's behind your work, and we should be able to tell them. I mean, I myself really love seeing videos of behind the scenes of people's workspace and their lives because I want to know what they're up to. I mean, yeah. it's kind of creepy, but then again, <laughs> I'm like, I want to put a life behind this work that I love so much that I own their work. And I'm like, I kind of want to know more about you a little bit. I just don't want to know that you make pottery. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. I feel the same way because I watch a lot of uh, YouTubers online while I'm making work and stuff. And I realized that you start to build like this, not our relationship. What's it called when you have like a relationship with someone online, but it's one way. Like they don't know you, but you know them. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I don't know. It's basically like you, you get to know this person through a screen and you're interested to see what their life looks like, like you said, and it just makes you feel more connected to that person and then in respect to that, their work. So it makes you want to own a piece of theirs more because you really feel like you're buying a piece of this person that you've kind of put your time and energy into watching or following them for so long and you feel a connection to them. So when I look at my own work and my own Instagram or just online presence, I don't really have a lot of that. So I'm, I'm kind of working up the courage to show myself more and just be more open and vulnerable because I want, I would would love to see you. Sorry, I keep talking over (laughs) you. I apologize. (laughs) It's okay. I just was gonna say to end that um, I want to see that from other people. So why aren't I doing it myself? True. Yeah, I was gonna say I would love to see more posts about you and yourself and your new beautiful home (laughs) that I'm so jealous about. It's like under construction still, so I'm like I don't care. I want to see it. No, you don't have to show me anything. I mean, I'm just a weird follower that likes to look in on people's lives. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I agree. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I should put more stuff out there about myself. I feel like I do already. I just don't want to become mostly about myself. I want my work to stand out for itself, and I am my work, so I think that speaks for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the stories can be whatever I want. (laughs) I know, I love stories. Yeah, I think that's (laughs) one of the best things about Instagram is the stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I almost prefer stories over scrolling through my feed because it's so full of ads and everything. Me too. Yeah. Like I will just click on someone's bubble while I'm eating my lunch and just have it play through automatically without clicking while I'm eating. It's like watching 
of my, a show, an Instagram show. Yeah, yeah. Multiple people. Yep, I do that. I will just like let it play as well. Yeah, that's great. It's great. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, but with the online thing about growing our confidence online or in general, like we have to keep ourselves humble though like I know a couple artists online not gonna name names but I feel like they're so cocky based off their following like oh I got over a hundred thousand followers and and suck on that like (laughs) like I could care less like honestly (laughs) yeah I I don't think I've experienced that the cockiness that is I mean it or noticed it I don't know I don't know who you're talking about but I it might just be their personalities coming off this way to me I don't talk Mm -hmm. to them that often I just watch their stories and read their posts and stuff I I don't know I mean I'm I bet they feel exactly the same way as we feel day to day but sometimes I think if you're following this huge and you think your shit don't stink, that can get to your head. And we shouldn't let that get to our head. It's hard to let that get to our head when we're solo business owner artists, because especially in the ceramics business, it's very fickle and we it has to keep us humble because things break all the time. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> I don't know. I just think that your following shouldn't matter. And you just need to be humble about your work, about your work ethic and your small business in general. Like, if you are a cocky person and if you think that your work's amazing when it's not, then no one's going to really like you. True, true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Like, don't let your following get to your head. And that goes for if you only have, like, 300 followers. Don't let that get to your head. Like, (laughs) don't think, like, oh, I only have 300 followers and I I want this amount of followers so I can sell out my work. No, you don't need to do that. You don't need this. Move past that number. Yes, it's all nice and dandy and, oh, I've got X amount of followers and I'm hopping. But in the end, does that really matter? No, it doesn't. It's not. I mean, think of it this way. I make around 50 pieces a month and I maybe put... 35 pieces on my website. I only need 35 people to show up. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, yeah. That's my input. Don't be cocky about yourself. Yeah. I'm not cocky. I'm pretty humble. I only need you 35 people out there. And all the other people, I'm still so grateful for you. And Mm -hmm. 
thank you for following me and thank you for doing all that stuff for me to get my name out there. I, I'm so appreciative of it, but I'm not going to let you get to my head. Yeah, I think there's definitely a line between confidence and cockiness. Um, in my opinion, personally, I don't really, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm so not confident sometimes when it comes to restocks that I don't know if I could ever feel super cocky, you know, like I'm, I'm so unsure of myself sometimes with I don't know about sometimes, like most times, this was something I wanted to talk about with restocks, working through restocks, is you have all this self-doubt before your restock. So I don't know. It's like there's a fine balance. No, yeah, you're right. I yeah. have so much anxiety right before my restocks that I'm so scared about what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, are people going to show up? Are, or am I going to sell out and get a ton of negative messages about it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the you got to choose which one would be worse. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's tossing a coin. You never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have, you have so much time between each restock. You kind of build this confidence right after, and then it dwindles away three to four weeks later when you're actually having enough work again to fill your shop. So, yeah, it's a big cycle of just the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. And that's how burnout happens. <laughs> Yes, we don't like burnout. No, we don't. Take breaks. Yeah, take breaks. Please take breaks. Especially if you have family or friends that have days off and they want to hang out with you, then plan your day off around their day off so you can get that social interaction. You can have fun with another person other than yourself. Yeah, or, and get out of your space so you can yeah, not worry definitely. about it. <laughs> yeah, take some walks, please. Go out into nature. It's good for you. Even though it's very cold, at least where we are. Yeah. Yeah, still still go out. Get your ass out there. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. It's good to take breaks. It rejuvenates your mental and your physical health. I just got back from a week-long vacation in Florida, and it was the best thing I could have done for myself right after my horrible mishap of a restock this past mm -hmm. January. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it was soul-sucking, so I felt like burnout was happening because I was so emotionally drained from it. I just needed to get away. Yeah, that was perfect timing. It was. It really was. I got everything out in the post. And then I was like, oh, let's go to Florida. I'm done. <laughs> get me out of here. Yeah. And even better, I missed that huge snowstorm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was that was awful. <laughs> yeah. That was 
the icing on top of the cake. <laughs> so, is there, is there anything else you want to touch base on about imposter syndrome? Anything that you want to say to our listeners or to me or to yourself? <laughs> um, let's see. I think you should just not take everything so seriously and have fun and keep making your best work and find a community of people that have similar interests in you and become friends with them or become vulnerable with your audience so then you find people who are also going to relate to that and reach out to you and um another thing is validating other people's work so you know we're all feeling some I think most of us feel a little bit of imposter syndrome it might be a cycle where you feel really good and confident and then you kind of like lose that confidence so when you're not doing anything leave a nice comment on some artist's work because they will see it and it will make them happy. And when I get comments from other artists, I, I don't know, I feel like it just makes my day so much better. So I, I often find myself not interacting with posts and I'm like, why aren't I, why aren't I commenting? Why aren't I reaching out to this person? And I feel like we just, we should be validating other people and saying like, wow, this is awesome. Cause I'll usually think all these things in my head and then I'm like, I don't take the time to comment. So for me, I feel like we should reach out to people more and tell them how amazing they are and help out small artists. If you see them share their work, it helps them so much because that, that was how I gained more of a following was being shared by other people. So I appreciated that so much. I know some people are against sharing others or like not having consent to share their work first, like reposting, but I'm like, go for it. I don't see any issue with it. If there's more eyes on my work, that's usually a positive for me. So that's my, my kind of some thoughts. I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Oh, that was perfect. That was amazing. I completely <laughs> agree with giving other artists validation of their work. Everybody needs that. And I, whenever I see something I really like, I'm always like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And I comment them on their post. And I know that they're appreciating it. And I'm appreciating it because they're inspiring me. And that's just what Instagram really is. We're all inspiring each other to live our best lives, to create our best work, to be the best people that we can be. And if we can look past all the negatives and all of our doubts in ourselves, then we're got it pretty good. Like, <laughs> you're doing great. No matter where you are in your life, you're still living, you're breathing. You, If you're doing what you love, even if it's a hobby, kudos to you like don't put so much pressure on yourself to be the best because no one is going to be the best 
we are all learning new techniques as we go. We're all doing things differently than each other. There shouldn't be a huge comparison comparison to others because we're all different. And mm -hmm. I think that is so important to realize in life in general. Like everyone's different. So just do your best and that's what matters. Yeah. And if you're making your best work, like really taking time to make what you feel is your best work, you're going to see results for it, in my opinion. That's what <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like anything that looks unique to you, you know, is different than what you've seen before. You are going to see results in people finding your work because sometimes it's just hard for people to find new artists. Like I'll find some artists that I've never seen before in my life. And I'm like, how did I not ever see this person before? Right. So, yeah. Like how haven't you been shared like a hundred times? Your work yeah. is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it when I find um, unique artists on Instagram, like not even pottery. It could be embroidery. It can be mm -hmm lampshades and I'd be amazed and be like oh my god I wish I found you sooner I know yeah 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 I think getting over our imposter syndrome I mean it's always going to be there it's always going to be in the back of our minds like that little tiny person in the back of your head whispering evils into your mind like it's always going to be there but it's so good to tell them to shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah. like we mean and also when we're validating other artists for the amazing work they're putting out they're gonna do the same for us it's gonna yeah. be a domino effect and that will help you get into the community more and that will help your name be spread out to all these other people so it's mm -hmm. a big like melting pot of love <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Confi confidential love, like not confidential, but confidence <laughs> in each other. If you have confidence in this person, they're going to put confidence back to you and then it's going to go to someone else. And it's like opening the door for like a woman with a baby in her hand. The next day, she's going to do another helpful thing for another person. And it's just going to go down the line. We need more of that today, especially. And in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Validate <laughs> your fellow artists because they need it. They need yeah. a little confidence boost sometimes. Yes. So if, if you see something you like online, give it a like, give it a share, give it a save, comment what you like about it or even private message them and be like oh my god your work is so inspiring thank you so much for putting this out into the world like that gives us that boost to continue what we love to do and that's showing us that we what we're doing matters to other people mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and that's all you need is like your brain to be told you are doing something right you are successful everything's gonna be okay you can still be figuring it out and I don't know just don't worry so much yeah that's stressful. 
Yeah, worrying gives you stress, gives you wrinkles. <laughs> it, it messes with your stomach. And mm -hmm. You're yeah, it, it's not good. It's not good. No. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's how you beat imposter syndrome. Woohoo! <laughs> We haven't done it completely, but we're on the right track. Yeah. You just, you know, you got to punch it back sometimes. You got to be like, yeah. get out of here. Yeah, slap her silly a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Krista, thank you for coming on the pod. I really appreciate this. You're my first guest, and I think it went pretty good. Yeah. Um, thanks for this opportunity. This is, like, yeah. way out of my comfort zone, so... I would never have done this without you. Oh, well, I'm glad I can give you a little nudge. Yeah. <laughs> they were helping so, each other. We're validating yes. each other. We are validating each other. You're doing amazing. I love your work. <laughs> you're, Thank such a you. you're a beautiful person inside and out, and don't you forget it. <laughs> yes, right back at you. Gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, where can people find you online or in general? Um, I am basically only on Instagram right now. I'm working on building my TikTok and <laughs> that's like a work in progress for sure. I'm hopefully going to be posting more on there, but mainly Instagram, just at Clayda Studio, all one word. And... Um, I have a website, claytostudio.com. It's just linked in my Instagram bio. So that's where you can find me. Sweet. And you also do vendor shows randomly in your mm -hmm. area. Yes, but you, it, it's usually you, more basic work. Yeah, but it's still beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like little planters and stuff because I'm a plant. We're both plant nerds, so. Yeah, we are. We love our plants. We love our yeah. oxygen. We have to have our oxygen to cut down mm -hmm. the silicosis. Yeah, we are breathing so good because we got all the plants. Yes. Give yourself a plant. Girls don't want roses for Valentine's Day. They want a pothos that can <laughs> live forever. Yeah. <laughs> I I want Hoyas. That's like my thing right now. Oh, Just give me all the Hoyas. Well, I'm good with Pothos. I can't kill those. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so, 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 so much for being yeah. on the pod. Thank you. And I'll catch you later, dude. All right. All right. We'll see ya. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to episode two of Baddie Bitches, featuring guest Krista Morris from Clayda Studio. If you'd like to continue the chat, don't hesitate to message us on Instagram. To keep up with the podcast, follow Baddie Bitches underscore podcast. We hope this episode gives you the confidence to combat your imposter syndrome. We're all struggling with self-doubt, but with help from friends, the road to success and happiness isn't long. It's okay to be a little baddie on the way.